Hello and welcome back to Talking Years. I'm your host, Stephen Senek. I'm Alex Brodsky. And I'm Vincent Baldassano. Last weekend, RPI wrapped up their regular season with a sixth seed in the ECAC. They won Friday 6-3 against Dartmouth, but unfortunately fell on senior night 5-1 against Harvard. We are joined by Coach Dave Smith as always. Coach, how are you doing this week with the playoffs about to start? I'm doing great. Playoffs are exciting and it's a great time of year. I'm, I'm really happy we made it through the year. Yeah. That was you know, it was a, a relief in a lot of ways that, uh, you know, we had one little hiccup with COVID and some delays, but uh, really happy and, and feel feel grateful that we got through the year. Yeah, I actually want to, I want to congratulate you on completing an, another regular season. This one was, yeah, up in the air from, from the start, I think, like we said. Um, so uh, what are your, some, some of your thoughts on uh, the season as a whole? Oh, try and summarize it. Um, into something that we can unpack easily. Uh, you know, I, I think there was a lot of pride in the overall product. I thought we tried. Um, I thought our effort was very good. I thought we, I, and I still feel like we, we're still getting better. Um, I think there's a sense of opportunities lost with some losses to teams that I think we, that finished below us in the standings. Um, we had some great wins, but we, we had some losses that were just, I, I guess, puzzling. Um, and, you know, and when you look at the final standings, being the only team that didn't have any overtime games in the league, some teams turned losses into ties, some teams turned ties into wins, and we, we, we didn't do any. We turned a tie against St. Lawrence into a, into a loss. We turned, you know, a couple like that into, into no points, and um, that's the difference, I think, between sixth and third. Um, but overall, very happy. I've said this, you guys have probably heard me say this, coming out of the pandemic year off, the, you know, the five teams that finished ahead of us were three that played and Harvard and Cornell, and we never want to be behind any of them, but I mean, we, we lost players. We had to do a lot of things, so when you put it all in the hat and you pull out, I, I, I actually feel pretty good with what the guys have done. Yeah, and uh, one thing I've thought of, you mentioned the five teams ahead of you. I'd say Quinnipiac, Clarkson, Cornell, and Harvard are probably the four best programs in the league right now. And you look at how long their coaches have been there, like almost all of them have been there 20-plus years. The shortest is Casey Jones, and I think he's in year 11, year 12, something like that. And it, so it takes time to build a program. And obviously two years ago you – you finished in that top four this year. You were six, but you, you feel like you could have been higher with some some wins against teams you feel like you should have beaten. So we're already competing with those teams, and obviously that doesn't mean we're on their level yet as a program, but you have to be proud of the progress on the whole, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we want to be in the top four every year. And I, I've said this um, publicly that our bad years, I believe we should fall no farther than six. Um but we haven't we haven't gotten our program where <coughs> we would like it to be yet. Um, we're going to keep working at it, and you know the other piece that we lost we we lost a coach. We lost Scott Mosier, who you know we brought here, and if not for the pandemic, he'd still be here. So um, and love Matthias, and and obviously Chuck is uh, uh, still with us. But all of those factors cause instability, and um, what you mentioned is stability uh, with the right purpose and drive can can get you up at the top, especially at a place like this. Absolutely. Yeah, so this, this past season was kind of up and down. Um, I think Stephen and I have been, been saying for a while now that this is just kind of a weird season overall with um, the results and whatnot. So um, this might be a bit difficult, but do you think you could describe the season in one word? Mm. Well, it's probably not the word you're looking for, but I mean – it's growth. Um, I think that, you know, we had we had a lot of young guys that didn't play as many games as they had hoped, but they grew. I think our, our transfers grew. I think our returning guys, you know, grew. So um, I would say growth. Yeah. I think the, the I, you know, I, I agree with that. I think the team has come a, a long way since September. Um, so what do you think are, are some key differences between the, the team we saw at the start of the season and the team we saw this past weekend? What the start of the season, we were um, out of balance with who was contributing in the game, who the drivers were. 
the young guys were making a lot of uh, rookie mistakes, and mm. um, we were leaned really, really heavy on you know just a few guys. And I think we saw guys like Justin Adamo settle into a nice like he's you know we call him second or third line role, and you know um, Zach Dubinsky and Tour and John Beaton have been really solid up the middle. Um, so I think it just early on. We had to lean on guys for power play, penalty kill, and everything. It took us a while to get sort of in that flow. Still not perfect, um, but we're a lot closer now to having that depth where we don't have to overplay Tour Linden or Lepinen or Laka, where we can spread out the minutes and accomplish the same things. And e even down the stretch, we continued to do that, and our penalty kill took a little bit of a hit. And, you know, Jake Johnson um, has been playing injured most of the second half, and um, took him off the penalty kill, and um, you know he uh, those those numbers affect it, and we still hung on there. We still hung on to a good number overall. Um, we need to be really good this weekend um, to to advance. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, a lot a lot of really good pieces came together. What do you think are some things that hasn't changed over the season? Some. Um, you know, p positive things that have stuck around since uh, the beginning of the season that still shine through now? Well, my mind immediately goes to just our, our effort towards the culture. Um, doesn't mean it's perfect every day, but we, we do effort towards it. Uh, we do continue to try and, you know, build connections and shared experiences. And, you know, we continue to, to push hard and drive hard and practice and to be as good as we can be. So those things haven't changed in terms of what you see as results. Uh, I think you're starting to see a guy like Jake Gagnon, who I know we're going to talk to today. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's playing really well. You know, he's, that's changed. Um, but his effort hasn't changed. Right? It's been there. So um, people grow. People get different experiences. There's a lot. I mean, you almost have to go through. I mean, our GPA has stayed the same at 3.6, which is great. Academically, athletically, we could talk about all day. Socially, our guys are good in the community. So I, I just think that, you know, our commitment to being a well-rounded, complete program remains the, the best positive. Yeah, I, I think um, our, our personality and something that um, w you look for in recruits as well and kind of the culture, like you said, we have at, at RPI and, and uh, our hockey team is, is something that's, that's just been great year to year. And you look back a couple of years and – it's been, um, you know, o always a, a high note for us, and I think that's one of the, the best things about our team is really the, the personality and the culture that we have here. Yeah, and it's important to me. It's important to all of us, and I think what you see, and again, when, when you get the, the two guys on later today, our young guys have a lot of personality and a lot of energy, and, um, and that's going to be important as we move forward and we transition again. Whenever the end of the season comes, we'll be like, oh, man, look who we're losing. Yeah, but look who we're keeping. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. so that that always happens every year, and guys will look at the stats that are lost, but the the culture that remains. There's no way of measuring that. But I like where we're at. I think the guys that leave are handing it off to the guys that stay in a good spot, and uh, you know well, we got our work to do again. Yeah, with these two in particular, we've heard so much over the entire <laughs> year about uh, how uh, how funny they are and and entertaining and you know, big personalities, so we're looking forward to that conversation. Um, so starting with Dartmouth, getting into some of the actual hockey played this weekend, um, I, I knew two minutes into the game that we were going to win the game. Uh, the way... Th <laughs> Let I, me I know next time. <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's hard to describe, but I'm going to do my best to describe it. The way the team was skating was the best I've seen all season, and they were just winning every race and every puck battle. Um, and Alex can attest throughout the game, I kept telling him we were going to win even after we went down 3-1. Uh, so I guess what were your thoughts on that aspect of the game, the way the team was skating and competing? Because it just felt different. It looked different on the ice, the way that they were skating and winning battles. Yeah, I, I really felt it was our most complete game. Um, you know, giving up three goals might indicate, while well, you gave up three goals, what happened? All three were tipped. Um, every single one of them went off either a shin pad or a stick or, or a screen. Um, but I, I really liked everything about our game. We limited the limited Dartmouth to, I think, 31 shot attempts against, and uh, we had, you know, 75. And um, it, it, w it was a very well-rounded game. And, you know, I changed the goalie, and I talked to 
to Watson after him, like, hey, I didn't think any of those goals were your fault. Um, we just need to change the mojo, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and Tour comes back and scores right after uh, right after the goalie change. At that time, there's, I think, 14, 30 left in the second period. Um, we do well, and we only give up four shots in the period, um, but we're still down, and we come out in the third, and we have to grind. We had to work really hard. The two wins we've had against Dartmouth, they're very similar, different scores, but very similar, where we had to work hard, and we got rewarded. We got rewarded. So I was really um, – I, f- I agree with you. I, f- I thought we skated very well. We made plays. We attacked the net. I thought there was a lot of positives in that game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you kind of answered a couple future questions, but uh, <laughs> maybe try to reword them a bit. Uh, I th- so I thought you said that this was the most complete game. Um, I think I'd go a little further and say that this was the best game the team has played all season, just with the way you mentioned it, the way we dominated possession, shots on goal, and also the way – that we responded to a couple of their goals, I think, right after they they went up at the beginning of the game, we responded pretty quickly. Uh, and right after they went up 3-1 and you changed the goalies, we responded then as well. Uh, great way to take back momentum. I guess, where would you rank the game um, overall? Well, we had... Uh, uh, maybe I should just agree with you and say it was the best game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, we, we had, I thought we played really, really well, um, at home against Clarkson in the, in the win. Um, but we started off slow in that game. Um, I thought we played well at Quinnipiac and against Quinnipiac here, but we didn't win those games. So, um, I want to make sure that we do measure the process and, and keep going step by step, but, uh, complete game start to finish, um, for sure this one is up there. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, like Steven said, you kind of answered a few of these, so I'm going to change it up as best I can. But um, so we talked a little bit about um, that game against Dartmouth, and we went down 3-1 to one, um, in the first before we could come back. Um, do you think there was a problem defensively, or do you think it was just some really unlucky bounces and tips? Um, well, uh, not too often do you give up goals without a mistake. And mm-hmm. often goals... You know, at the higher levels, you make one mistake in the NHL, it can be in the back of your net. Um, American League, you make one, it's not in the back of the net as much, same as in college. Um, you know, on, on the first goal, we made, we had the puck on our stick, um, turned it over, and then chased them a little bit. And so there was a couple mistakes that led to it. The second goal, um, we made a mistake early at their blue line. Um, and the third goal was on the penalty kill, and I think we made four mistakes in a matter of one second, but all in, you know, all by themselves. So um, I, I want to make sure that's not misinterpreted because it's a game of mistakes, and um, we just had the wrong mistakes at the, you know, the wrong time. And sometimes those miss the net. Sometimes they hit the post. Sometimes the goalie catches them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that night, again, the guy coming out of the corner, he beats us out of the corner, so that's a mistake. But it goes off the shaft of his stick, and he's not even looking. And he celebrates and points at himself, so we knew it went off him. But there's a little bit of luck involved mm-hmm. there. So I, I wasn't um, – as long as we're efforting and we're, we're trying to play our game, I believe good things are going to happen, and, and they did. Yeah, I was going to say, even in the Harvard game, or both games this past weekend, I, we, we saw the effort. The effort was definitely there. Yeah. We definitely competed. Um, obviously, that game went a little different. Overall on the weekend, we had six goals against in the first period, only two in the second and third. Um, would you characterize the first period of that game the same way? Which or game, the Dartmouth game or the Harvard the game? Harvard game? The Harvard game. The Harvard game, I thought, yeah. was the worst period of worst the year. Period. Okay, I, I, I didn't want to mm-hmm. straight up say it, but I, I, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> d- does it almost seem like we had to be kicked a little bit before we could like get our engine to start a little? Like? Um, so it was an interesting game. For one, Harvard's uber talented, mm-hmm. and they played to their identity. We thought we could just play shinny. Nobody could move up in the standings or down in the standings. Um, I assume you guys know what shinny is. Yeah. No. <laughs> so shinny is the old school name for just playing pickup hockey. We just throw on some shin guards and play pickup hockey. So we were playing pickup hockey. We were playing shinny where there was no checking, there was no intensity. It was just let's see what the game brings. Well, it brought Harvard four goals. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty disappointing. Um, 
and the guys were embarrassed. I, you know, I, I just brought up to them the 11-3 loss against Cornell. That was not an embarrassing loss. The number is embarrassing, but our effort was high, high effort that game. And we just got beat. Bad, mm-hmm. bad bounces, bad luck, bad everything against Cornell. I didn't think we brought the effort, and I told the guys that, and uh, I think then they responded. But it, the score effects are important in that. I mean, when you're up 4 nothing, and they had another game the next day, 3-3, three and three, um, they had lost some of their intensity as well. And you know, We were fine. We got the shots close to even, but that game was never really close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have a question I want to ask about um, – yeah, kind of what you said to them, and Steven's going to ask it a bit later, so I'll hold on to it. But um, I think both games this weekend, we started out a bit slow. Um, you know, in, in, in Dartmouth game, we, we picked it up pretty quickly there, but against Harvard, um, you know, I, I, I don't think we were able to get as much of a foothold. Um, so what what do you think the, the difference was? And I, I guess you kind of answered it there between the, the two games that led to that result. Yeah, Just I thought we were pretty good uh, to start the Dartmouth game. Even Steven did, Alex. <laughs> yeah. He knew. I, did. Uh, I don't know whether we won the opening face-off or not. Maybe <coughs> that's what you're going off of. But, um, you know, we, we want an attack mindset. We want, you know, to, to be able to jump in head first. And this group has a tendency to dip their toe in the water and see what the game's going to be. And we've had some really good wins where we didn't do that. And typically it's against teams um, or important games, although they're all important, but ones that I think they identify as important. So, we continue to talk with them about it. We continue to, um, you know, be aware of that issue or mindset. Um, and I thought Friday we were good. Saturday we were awful. And then, you know, all right, let's try and get better again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, looking at that Saturday game, um, how do the seniors like having their families in the building? <laughs> uh, do you like your parents? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like well, my mom's still alive. I, I, I love her to death, and uh, I wish she could be here. So I, I think having them here was a, a real boost, a real boost. Disappointing they couldn't get there, get in on Friday, but um, having them here was really special, really nice. Yeah, and uh, how were the, the festivities over that weekend? So we do a Sunday brunch. We did a little bit post game, which I think you guys saw. Yeah. Um, and then we do a Sunday brunch where they're families and, you know, we go to uh, Bellini's in Latham and he's a great partner of ours. And um, we just get a chance to say thanks. We get a chance to say thank you to the commitment it takes to be an RPI student athlete. And it's not easy to be an RPI hockey player. We demand a lot of them. And um, you guys know the academic demands. Um, and then, you know, we take another 20, 30 hours a week and, and push them into places that are sometimes uncomfortable. So just wanted to say thanks. And it was a really unique senior class in that we had graduating players that have been here one year, two years, three years, four years, and five years. I've never had that. Don't know if we'll ever have it again. Mm-hmm. But um, a really unique group of 11. Nice. I guess one thing that good that came out of COVID, I guess, was that <laughs> I, I guess it's a really unique experience. I didn't think of that, but it, getting to have all those different players from all those different years, it must have been really special. Yeah, it's, you know, and my first mind goes to, um, there's a, a counterbalance to that too that's not as special. Mm-hmm. The missed opportunities for playing time of some of our guys here, missed opportunities for incoming freshmen um, that could have been here. Um, fans don't get to know the transfers the same, but um, the guys that have committed to us are all in. They, they go to class, they take their hats off, they sit in the first three rows, they, we, we, we spend a lot of time and effort. And again, there's a lot of hockey programs that just talk hockey. Hey, put the puck in the net, go. And, and we, we expect more of our guys than that, and, and they, they deliver. For sure. So talking a bit more about that Harvard game, what was your message in the locker room after going down 4-0 heading into the second? I know you mentioned that you didn't think we were putting forth the effort that we should be, but was there more to it than that? There wasn't much more to it. The only other thing I just asked is if we want to play other teams to their identity, we're going to lose every night. Every night. doesn't matter. Dartmouth has an identity. If we try to match theirs, they're better at being them than we are. Harvard's better at being Harvard than we are. So um, just challenge their 
their, their pride a little bit and reminded them that we have a way to play. And I thought we got back to it, but like I said, the score effects uh, uh, had an impact on that game as well. Yeah, a little, a little too late. Yeah, and I, I think um, my question from before was kind of about your, your coaching style at, at game time, and I think... Um, oh, yeah, it, we were talking uh, about this. Yeah, as, as we were watching um, and how you dealt with, um, I'd say, um, some of the calls and the, the referees in, in that game. And, and one thing that Steven and I talked about is about your coaching style and how we think it is, maybe you could answer this, is um, kind of take up maybe more of a... I, th I think someone called it like a disappointed dad <laughs> type approach. <laughs> as opposed to, you know, some some well, some yeah. people think of coaches. Some coaches I, I know are kind of the the hot headed ones, and you know, I don't think you're really that way at all. So, um, how how would you de describe your coaching style? And do you do you think it was different um, har against Harvard because of of how you thought they were playing? I, I don't think it was different. Again, we try to be we as a staff try to be um, the solution or part of the solution never part of the problem. Um, and at times, if we get on the refs, the players get on the refs, and sometimes we get on the refs, the players don't. So it, it's, we've got to, we have to you know, learn with eyes wide open, as my wife likes to say, right? She's a professor here, and she's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you go to class, and you just sit there, and you're like, well, I have to be in class. You're not engaged. So um, we're obviously engaged in the game, but sometimes it requires different behaviors. And um, what's my style? I, I, I do know that, I have an intensity, and um, sometimes that gets felt, and other times it doesn't. But um, I try to always be thoughtful and always uh, understand the player's perspective. I did play, and, you know, we've got a great staff. I mean, there's a lot of times I'll just go say something to Matthias um, or Chuck, and, you know, it just it ends right there. But just saying it to our staff helps us. So um, all of us are committed to getting the players the best that they can be, and I don't know if I've ever been described as the disappointed dad, um, <laughs> but I'd have to I'll check with my daughters who are 25 okay. and 23 and <laughs> see if that presence comes out. Yeah. So kind of adding on to that, I guess what what we noticed or specifically was that uh, so I, I th I'd say like almost all the time you're very like cool, calm and collected during the game, regardless of how the how the refs are or how the team is. Um, like with the ref specifically, like I feel like I always see you. Like if there's a bad call or something, you're just you just shake your head and then you go, all right, could go kill the penalty and 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 you know obviously this time you, you got into it a bit with them. I guess what makes you choose when to get into it, like w whether that's going to be beneficial or or when to say, all right, next shift, let's go kill that penalty. Well, there's a lot of things that you don't see as well. So the one penalty call I thought was really poor. Um, I, I, I was sure that the referee wasn't even looking at the play. I thought he turned his back so he didn't get hit with the puck. Um, and he called a trip, and, you know, so I was on him about that. He gave back a little bit. Now, he is not a, um, a long-time referee. He's a long-time linesman, and there's always been a good relationship there. Um, so I was challenging him a little bit, and, and we're trying to protect our guy. Not protect our guys. Stick up for our guys and mm -hmm. maybe get a call going the other way. Maybe... I don't want to say put doubt in the referee's mind, but I saw it totally different than him. Well, then after in between periods, I went and watched it, and he came over to the bench. I, I waved him over, and I just said, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I, I watched that, and uh, you were watching, you looked right at it. And he goes, yeah, I, I know. And I said, well, the second part is I still don't think it was a penalty, and we just had a laugh about it, <laughs> right? So you get to know the personalities. The other ref in that, in that game has a, um, has a temper and has is a little more animated, and you get to know these guys, and you get to know what they are. And I know one time I was saying something to him. I put up my hand, and I just said, hey, I'm just talking to you, right, because he's, he's just looking for something. But you want to defend your team. You want to get their attention. Um, you know, and the referees, as much as they're involved in the game, they could call a penalty every shift. Um, so you, you try and have that relationship with them and um, that give and take, and at the same time, you know, stand up for your team and what you think might be happening. Um, Pinatra. so we've talked a little bit about neutral zone and transitional play a lot recently, uh, it feels like, and against Harvard, the majority of the goals were scored off the rush. Um, well, in the first game, it, it seemed like they had fewer chances. Do you think that this was due to us playing like shinny as you characterized, or do you think like, um, it's kind of another repetitive question because we answered so much earlier, but did Harvard do something we just couldn't do? 
do you think we or do you think we just played very bad and very poorly? Yeah, I thought we played poorly. I just I thought we lack the intensity that has been a staple of our game, and with that, sometimes you swing by, sometimes you turn a puck over, and Harvard's extremely talented, as as we saw. Some of those goals were really nice if they're on the Harvard side. But when you give good players time and space, that's what they crave, and that's what they that's what they took advantage of. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, last question of this first segment. We wanted to talk about the goaltending choices this week in a bit. You mentioned... Uh, I was going to say I didn't think that any of the goals were Jack's fault on a Friday night when you pulled him, and you mentioned that too. So the the choice to pull him was really just get the mojo going, get the team kind of back to being dialed in and, and ready to win that game. Yeah, absolutely. And I told Jack that, and, you know, and uh, Lindo was, was ready to go in, and I thought, you know, played well. Yep. Uh, so then I guess conversely you didn't pull – Linden after the first period against Harvard despite giving up four goals and again I didn't really think any of them were his fault but since you had pulled Jack the night before and the situations were somewhat similar I thought you would pull Linden too so what was the thought process to keep Linden in well often a goalie gets pulled when it's his fault Um, Friday night it wasn't Watson's fault but just trying to change the mojo um, or at least the coach thinks it's his fault. The goalie maybe not. <laughs> um, but Saturday night, it was senior night. I thought we left Lyndon out to dry yeah, too many absolutely. times. And I actually talked with Lyndon in between periods and um, and with the team. And I said, hey, we've left Lyndon out to dry here. We, we've hung him out to dry. This is a really tough spot. I said, if we if he gives up another one, I'm, I'm going to have to pull him. That's the right thing to do for Lyndon Marshall, the goalie. It's just not fair to leave him in if we're not going to compete and, you know, have his numbers balloon. Like what happened at Cornell earlier, mm-hmm. we didn't have a choice at Cornell. We right. had no healthy, healthy backups. And um, so when we gave up the power play goal after the five on three, right at the end of the five on four, it was it was a legit goal where there wasn't really a mistake. It was a shot and a rebound. I just say hey, it's senior night. Um, I'm going to leave him in. And I thought he was battling hard. I thought the guys had responded. Um, I thought he, you know, he's earned it with his effort and his attitude here. And um, that was a tough situation for a lot of people there. And I don't want to say it worked out because we lost the game, but I was really happy. And Lyndon thanked me after the game while he was still on the ice. And I was like, hey, I'm glad you got to finish the game on senior night. So a uh, little bit, um, you know, a little bit of hope goes into that, that. I hope the guys could respond. I hope that they didn't, you know, get, keep getting goals. And he battled. He's always going to battle. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that'll do it for the first segment. We're now going to bring on two special guests of the week, sophomore forwards Jimmy McIsaac and Jake Gagneau. We now welcome two special guests this week, sophomore forward Jimmy McIsaac and sophomore forward Jake Gagneau. How are you guys doing? Too bad, how are you? Doing all right. Uh, Did I get your... uh, Last name right there? Oh, was that, was, that was perfect. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, Alex did his research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not that much. <laughs> so um, for, for this week, I, I think Coach would probably uh, want us to talk about some, some serious things first here before we get into the uh, off-ice content. So um, I'm going to start off. Uh, how, how have you guys enjoyed playing at RPI so far? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just been a long run. Uh, obviously, last year it was kind of taken from us and uh, didn't really get the opportunity to play. So just now that we're here and able to experience it and actually be in Troy and, uh, and playing a game that we came here to play, uh, it's just been really fun. It's been a great year so far. So uh, looking forward to taking into the playoffs now. Yeah, I mean, it's been awesome. Um, new guys have been awesome to us as well, just welcoming us into the, into the family. And going into playoffs, we're pretty fired up right now just because we're going to be able to get some fans in the building. So... Um, we're just going to keep uh, experiencing new things with the hockey program. Yeah, so like you said, you guys didn't have a season last year. So how did you keep with the hockey? How did you get your training in? Did they let you skate that much? I heard you guys might not have had ice. Or Yeah, we did for a while. Then obviously we went back home for a bit. So uh, I was just in Winnipeg, able to use the facility that, that I used there. So I uh, was able to kind of do the same uh, training that I would do in the summer skate uh, and work out every day so just kind of st- tried to stay with it obviously not the same as being in the Houston Fieldhouse and being with the guys so 
I think we were really fortunate to be here now, and we're just not taking it for granted. Yeah, similar to Jimmy. Um, I went home. I actually started to work with my uh, high school team. So I was able to coach a little bit, help out, able to get on the ice pretty much every day. And I uh, was able to get in the gym as well. So um, it was pretty good from that side of things. Yeah, so now that you guys are back, how do you feel the team's been progressing this year after that long break? Do you think you guys have evolved well? Have you like taken advantage of your time together? Yeah, I think we have for sure. I think uh, we kind of surprised the league a bit coming in. Like we, we had a pretty strong start. And then um, obviously you can hit a lull during the season. But I think throughout the year we've kind of maintained a decent position. And uh, we've been worked well to, together as a team. And I think uh, gearing into playoffs, uh, a lot of us are really fond of our team and, and think that we can do a lot as a group. So um, I don't think it's just me as excited. I think our whole team is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the important thing is to peak at the right time. And um, we've kind of been building all year, not just on, on the ice, but off the ice as well, getting closer and closer. And as long as we're able to peak at the right time, like I said, in the playoffs, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And now finally, after like a long season of no home fans, at least, I mean, you can have fans away, but it's just not the same if you don't have them in your home arena. Um, how excited are you guys and the team to kind of get back with it and hopefully have a decent crowd this weekend? Yeah, we're stoked. I mean, as soon as I found out that fans were allowed, I texted my dad and he booked a flight I'm pretty sure within 10 minutes so uh, just to have family around and see some familiar faces get some locals in here it's going to be real fun I mean it, it was cool to have the, the students in as well but just adding that little bit of extra jams I think it's going to push us mm -hmm. uh, that one extra step so yeah it's also pretty exciting because we got a lot of new guys and nobody has seen uh, all the new guys play so it's going to be a completely different team and new faces for everybody to see so yeah, we're pretty excited. Yeah, hope, hopefully your your dad doesn't have any uh, difficulties with the the airline. I I heard uh, I think uh, Craig Johnson had some some trouble getting here, but um, you know we Boy. we saw him on senior night, so that was good. Yeah. Oh, My yeah. dad will do whatever it takes. I think <laughs> <laughs> watch the engineers. <laughs> so Absolutely, he'll be here. If he yeah. has to way, I think he'll be here. <laughs> Love to hear that. Uh, so you both had pretty nice first career goals, I'd say. Jake, you had a great deflection off a shot from the point. Last week, and Jimmy, you had a breakaway against St. Lawrence, went forehand, backhand, top shelf. What do you guys think about your first career goals? Do you like them? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll take it any way you can get it. Uh, <laughs> right. Just the, the feeling of being able to score your first collegiate goal was pretty special, and to get that off the back, it was nice weight off the shoulders, and hopefully there's, there's more to come. Yeah, exactly. Same here, and obviously without playing last year, it was a long time with that uh, goal-scoring feeling, and I don't know how to describe it. There's nothing like it, and especially in a, a college atmosphere. And just seeing how excited the whole team was for me to score was uh, something I'll never forget. Yeah, I, I always, I always love when uh, one of the guys after after the circle uh, goes to the ref and immediately just goes to get the puck. Like they, they always know, and they always want to get that puck and make sure you have your like special moment. Yeah, yeah I remember uh, Tor Linden was on the ice for me, and didn't even take him a second. He just went right away. So it's exciting to see you sometimes. <coughs> yeah, uh, you both also had some pretty ecstatic sellies after your goals. Did you did you have those planned out beforehand, or do you just do whatever comes to mind? I honestly, when I score most of the time, I just black out. I get so excited. I <laughs> love scoring goals. So. Um, I honestly don't even really know what I did, but I heard it was I heard it was pretty good. The guys liked it, so I do the same thing every single time. <laughs> every time I go into it, saying like, I, this time I'm gonna change it up, but. As soon as I score, I just get that feeling. The exact same thing comes out every single time. So, yeah. So you also kind of just black out, do yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No recollection. All right. So getting into off the ice a bit now. Uh, we've heard so much all all year about how you two are a package deal, and we need to bring you both onto the podcast together. How did your friendship start here? Yeah, I mean, it it took some time brewing. Like we uh, we we started off in August living together, so. Um, Obviously, I built there, and uh, we spent a lot of time together there, and uh, actually slept on a couch <laughs> together for a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you can't really go through that without getting. <laughs> and, uh, and we sit beside each other in the dressing room. So uh, both, I guess, good Canadian kids that just kind of have similar personality types and yeah. uh, kind of developed a bond. So I'd, we like to have fun. The guys uh, obviously are entertained by us, so it's all fun. Yeah, yeah, and it, honestly, it was pretty organic. You kind of felt it from day one that. We were going to click, and we, uh, as long as we're able to provide a couple laughs and smiles and kind of keep it light for the guys, it's, 
that's the goal. So, yeah, sounds like you guys have definitely been doing that based on all the guys that have come through here and told us, oh, you guys gotta you gotta bring the two of them on together. Um, gotta ask though, who was the big spoon and who was the little spoon on the couch? Fortunate enough to have an L-shaped couch. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I think I got half an inch on gags, so <laughs> I, uh, I got the longer the longer side of yeah. the couch. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've also heard that you two have your own language that only both of you can understand. Can you shed any light on that? I know we well, won't be able to understand it. But well, you know what? It's not only us two now. It's kind of infiltrated a large portion of the team, and yeah. a lot of guys are catching on. And yeah. I've, I've even heard uh, Coach Dave Smith use a couple of the terms lately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the spotlight's just on us now. I think it's just kind of made its movement throughout the whole team. So. Uh, all right. Uh, last question kind of going along with that. Have you guys tried asking coach to play on a line together so the defense doesn't understand what you're saying on the ice? <laughs> well, we might have to bring that up with them later on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we talk about the language without the team, and maybe we can implement our own type to <laughs> kind of mess with the other team. Yeah, they won't know what's coming. No, they wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. So, um, what, what I got to ask, what's your favorite type of goal to score? Uh, one that crosses the line. Nice. <laughs> Literally anything. But I mean, I I guess my first goal this year that was that was really fun. So I guess I'll take as many of those as possible that I can. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't. I never really scored a lot of tip goals, but uh, any goal that kind of involves my shot, I love shooting the puck. So any goal where I could rip one, then I'll bad take at it as well, right? <laughs> the goal scorer's answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll start seeing more of it too as you guys have gotten more comfortable with college hockey. It's obviously a whole different thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. I mean, it's you just have that split second to get the puck off your stick. So if you're not if you're not ready to shoot it, or it's just it's not going to go in, or D's going to get a stick on it. So you got to be got to be way quicker at this level. Yeah. All right. So now now we've got some superlatives that we're going to go through, and you guys just give you. a give the superlative for the entire team. So uh, we're going to start off with some hockey ones. Uh, best shot? I'd go gags. Best release, gags. <laughs> I'd, I'd definitely say uh, scored a lot of goals this year. I'd say Tor. Tor has a, Tor's got a good release, good shot. It's pretty accurate as well. So. 18 goals this year, so that's not the worst yeah. gig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best hands? TJ Walsh. Yeah, yeah TJ definitely TJ. Yep. Yeah. Super quick and silky. Shifty. All right, yeah, uh, best skating. Jack Brack is yeah. the fastest by far. Probably the fastest player in the league, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. actually insane how fast he is. That's It's honestly almost cheating how it that is. guy could skate. It's yeah. just it's ridiculous. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always I always love seeing him on the ice and just harassing the D-men trying to break out. And oh, yeah. I, I really wanted him to get a breakaway just yeah. so he can show how much separation he's going to get. Oh, yeah. But you, you can definitely see it. Must be even better to play with too. Have you guys played with him at all on a line? I played a couple games with him, so uh. yeah, it's put a puck in into an area and he's gonna get there. So he just has his motor just doesn't stop either. He's relentless on it, so it's it's yeah. uh, honestly it's fun to play with him. Yeah. All right. Uh, best passer. Ovi's had some nice ones lately. I'd um, say yeah. Lepinen has eyes in the back of his head. So yeah. He can make those key passes at times where the goalie just has no idea what he's doing. So. Yeah, had, well. had a nice one against Harvard. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, and that power play goal before, I believe. Yeah, that was, yeah. Mm -hmm. that was a nice pass. Yeah. Uh, who's the strongest? Adamo. <laughs> I guess we should have expected that <laughs> one, right? 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Just Adamo. Uh, all right, best defense? Uh, defensively, uh, for me, in practice, trying to get around uh, Johnny, Jake Johnson is those, his stick is so good. And just looking at a play in practice he made today, there was a puck that was about to go to the zone. He was on the power play, and he one hand batted it out of the air. And it's just like, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do with that? So, his uh, yeah, his hand eye coordination is something I've never seen before. Awesome. Uh, best offense all around. Portland, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just look at his points. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to deny that. Best and worst chirper. Yeah, been. getting some off off ice now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. My answer is gonna be both. 
the same guy. <laughs> All right. But Jake Lee. <laughs> <laughs> he's ne- he never stops talking on the bench. <laughs> I know Dave tells him to tone it down a bit. But I, I actually played junior in uh, Brooks with him where, uh, yeah, he would just stand on the one side of the bench and face their bench the whole time. And it was just <laughs> relentless chirps the whole time. So. Any of his uh, worst chirps come to mind right now? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Probably nothing I can say on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, any good ones you can say on here? Probably not. All right. Uh, just like the, the the typical ones. I mean, any anyone that you'd hear in a hockey game. But sure. Yeah, it's just sometimes you try and block it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next is best dressed on game day. Um, I'm gonna say Baxter. He comes in with some good looking suits. Yeah, yeah. He's got some nice suits, um, especially the last couple games. I'm gonna go Mason Clee. He just got. He's got. Yeah, I don't know. He's got that like European look. Yeah, I think he's always got the beanie. I think yeah, I've seen does, some yeah, pictures yeah. of that. Yeah, he's got that. Uh, best dressed day to day. Am I allowed to vote myself? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I, I, Jimmy's got some good style, definitely. Yeah, I'd either go with Jimmy. Henri has good style. Yeah, him as well. Good California style. I'm surprised you guys didn't say Ovi. I thought Ovi was was up there too. He's definitely up. He's up there. He's got good uh, good suits. Good. But there's that once a week where it's like, it's mind blowing what he has on his body. Docks off points, but uh, that's fair. All right, turn it around and say uh, worst dressed on game day and worst dressed day to day. The worst dressed game day, I'd say um, Jake Johnson. Oh my. I'll yeah. second that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll second. <laughs> not good. We'll, we'll help him out later on, I think. But I might go take him on a shopping spree. <laughs> what was the other one? Day to day, worst. Day to day. I'm honestly a pretty pretty brutal day to day. I like I just wear the same stuff. There's certain guys like we have our uh, RPI sweatsuits, and I'm pretty sure like 90 percent of the guys just wear that every single day. Sure. So. Yeah. Uh, who's right. uh, go for it. Yeah, who, who's the the biggest napper on on the bus rides? Napper. Yeah. Nobody. Brett Miller just yeah yeah Brett Miller he just loves to just <laughs> relax nap, yeah. Yeah. yeah we call him Grandma because <laughs> <laughs> it's because of how he drives as well. <laughs> All right, who's got the best lettuce? That's a tough one. I'm trying to think around the room right now. Yeah, you almost have to picture the locker room right in. Yeah. Davies doesn't have bad hair, long curly yeah. hair. Can I say Torlinden's dad? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he, he has got a ridiculous head of hair. It is yeah. unbelievable. Tor's got some good hair, too. He, does, he obviously has the genetics, yeah. So. Torlinden, maybe. Nice. Uh, best and worst at Chell. Um, Chell. Uh, Jack Watson's good at NHL. Uh, we have a team. <laughs> we play at ESHL, so Watson's oh, nice. definitely the leader of the team. And uh, I'd say worst, probably Agnew. He's a he's a turnover machine on our team. So <laughs> I'll just second those answers. <laughs> <laughs> does uh does Jack play goalie on the ESHL? Sometimes, most of the time, he's playing center or wing. Okay. I guess he likes to change it up and try forward. So it's like any time you play street hockey or anything, like the goalies never want to be in that. Yeah. Yeah. The last yeah. thing they want to do. All right. How about um best and worst dancer on the team? <laughs> Gags might be the best dancer. <laughs> when he hits the D four, it's uh, something else. Worst at uh, Ari. Trifles is worst dancer. He, yeah, he just he has <laughs> one move and he just he does have it. the one move. Yeah, yeah. So I go with him. Yeah. So th- this isn't uh like recorded on video. So can you describe the move? I know you just did it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's but describe it just, for the listeners. Uh, pumping your elbows back and forth. <laughs> Thirty minutes straight. <laughs> Not much else to it. Uh, quite the stamina though. It is. Oh yeah. He probably burns like three thousand. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. I only have, I'd say, like maybe like three moves. So uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna chirp someone when I'm not gonna be good at it myself. <laughs> um, who's the funniest in the locker room? 
sitting right here, I think. Both of us. Yeah, yeah. kind of figured that yeah. one was coming. We we got a lot of guys that are. That's yeah, funny. we we have, yeah we have some under the radar funny guys. Yeah, like, we got we got a good uh, good team when it comes to laughs and stuff. So yeah. I don't think you could pinpoint one guy. It's just kind of everybody just chit chatting and laughing. So. Alright, I'll take my answer back. <laughs> make me look like. I'm <laughs> <laughs> at like same note. Who's most likely to like goof off during a drill or something? During a drill, we're all pretty dialed in. Nice. And we uh, we keep the fun and games for when it's supposed to happen. I think once we step on the ice, it's kind of like obviously we, we make some laughs out there and stuff. But when it comes to a drill, I mean, we don't want to mess up. Yeah, we don't want coach just mad at us, so we're not <laughs> doing anything that we shouldn't be doing. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all about time and place and. There's time for it and there's time not, so just focus on those areas. Yeah. That just remind me though a bit of a. Do you guys still do the lemon year challenge with mm-hmm. the with the break? That, uh, this morning actually. Oh, actually. Who, who's the new one? Uh, Matthias was last month, which is which is hilarious. Henri. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Henri Schreifel's lost it. Today, so. Uh, so we got the uh, it's like a, a yellow do rag that we got to right. on top of our helmet. So, yeah. And then there's also the winner gets an orange, which was bracket today. So. Ah, nice. So uh, what are some of the best moves you've seen in that challenge over the year? It's uh, crazy. I've seen Henri score some nice shootout goals, yeah. so it's it's kind of funny that he uh, he lost it today. But, yeah, he, he's pretty good at shootouts for the most part, but I guess kind of got in his head today. So He likes doing the uh, the Forsberg one-arm move. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Yeah. He pulled that off a couple times. And he That's tried it one. four times today. Yeah. So. Anyone ever tried that Datsuk move with the toe <laughs> I think Walsh likes that one. Walsh does it sometimes. So. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, most likely to walk onto the ice with their skate guards on. Well, <laughs> I got Laurie Surti for that after this <laughs> performance this morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he stepped out on the ice today with his jersey on backwards. So <laughs> we're, we're trying <laughs> to keep it... Uh, within the guys on the ice as long as possible, but I think finally figured it out. He was pretty embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> For a guy that's, like, super dialed in, it was, it was funny yeah. to see him make that. <laughs> All right, and then uh, mo- most likely uh, to take on a, a bear one-on-one and then win. Take a black Yeah, well, that's I'm pretty, a good one. I'm pretty sure he, like, lives amongst bears. Or a domo. Well, Adamo is a bear. Yeah. We'll just make lack of fight Adamo and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, Adamo might have, uh, you know, range on some of those bears. Yeah. 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 Honestly. I think that that's all the, the superlatives we, we got. Um, some more about you guys maybe. Uh, what are some of your hobbies away from hockey? Um, I love to play golf. Um, I've played my entire life, and I usually play three to four times a week in the summertime, so with my dad and my brother that's how i started and i just love playing the game the pretty standardized answer for uh, a canadian hockey players playing golf so me as well and then uh during the summer obviously like to live the lake life uh have a cabin up north in manitoba and then have some friends that have some cabins in uh ontario so like to be on the water and just enjoy uh being outside then um Last last question here. If you guys had to uh, go on a vacation together, where would you go? Wow. Um, Definitely somewhere warm. Maybe Cabo San Luca. Yeah, that's a good one. Or even like I'd love. I've never been to Europe. I don't know if you have, but that would be that would be a pretty sick trip. That'd be a good time. Send us anywhere. We'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have such a good time here. Exactly. Vacation's yeah. only going to be even better. This is our vacation <laughs> every day. Nice. All right. Well, um, you know, we've had a, a good time here today. So uh, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having us, guys. Thanks for having us, Fun guys. Talking. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, good luck in the playoffs this weekend, and we'll be excited to be rooting you, uh, you guys on with all the fans here. Yeah. Of course, yeah. It's Love the support. We're, we're excited for this weekend. It'll be huge. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. All right. All right. Thank you. We now welcome back Coach Smith. Coach, this week you've got Dartmouth in your first playoff series since 2016. We talked about this a bit last week, or first playoff series since 2019. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 2016 is a is a later question. 
2019 was your last playoff series. We talked about this a bit last week, but the only experience uh, your team has in the playoffs is through the senior class and the transfers. Do you think that lack of playoff experience puts you at a disadvantage? I know it tends to be a big talking point in NHL circles, but don't know if it's the same for college. Uh, I mean, Dartmouth didn't play last year either. Um, right. You know, and they had their season canceled. They're in the same boat. Um, I don't even know how the comparison is. I don't think they had transfers. We may even have more more playoff games. <laughs> you may have done the done the numbers on that. But <laughs> I think it's something that we talk about. They've all played playoff hockey before. Um, we lean on the leadership group and the veteran guys, and we talk as a team about what the potential feeling is going to be and the distractions could be. And, um, you know, we're, we're learning – from each other on those. So I, I don't believe it's going to be a negative. I think uh, uh, you may see some nerves, but I think overall we're very prepared for this. Yeah, and how do you expect the team to come out of the gate on Friday being, you know, it's a huge game, biggest game of the year, obviously, and fans are back in the building. Yeah, typically uh, that means for fireworks, right? Guys are going to yeah. look for a big hit and a big play, and, you know, in, in the playoffs and big games, it's um, – you know, small things that become big things. It's not big things that become huge things, right? It's a small thing that uh, let's, let's just do what we do and be who we are. Um, since we are playing Dartmouth at least twice, if not three times this weekend, um, could you talk a little bit about them as a team, some of their strengths that we have to watch out for and maybe some of the weaknesses that we're hoping to capitalize on? Well, I think their strengths, they've got really committed transition, very good. They just go. Um, even D-zone face-offs, they... Uh, they'll send guys, and if, if you don't manage the puck, um, you know, properly, they, they can catch you in transition. Uh, their goaltender is one of the top goalies in the league. Uh, I think, obviously, with the new coach, um, there's been a bit of a transition period for them, but um, I think they've played really, really well. Uh, I know going into the game we played them before, they were 3-1, and one, a couple wins against Princeton and Yale, but um, they defend very well. They don't give up a lot. And uh, I know that they're very prepared. Things we can capitalize on, I'm not going to tell you because then uh, Don't know. the secret's out. But <laughs> really, we just need to, to, to put the game in places that, you know, we're a big, heavy, strong team. We want to possess the puck. We want to make sure we're playing down at their goal line and um, making them, you know, react to us down there. So um, that's got to be one of the points of emphasis for us. Do you think um, – having a, a, a two-game series, potentially three-game series against them is um, something that will affect us. Um, like when we played Alaska, we took the first game, and then I think uh, you said we, we kind of got to know each other, and, and that kind of affected how we played. Do you think um, get it, that getting to know each other is going to be something that we'll see this weekend too? Uh, I, I hope it's in our favor if we do get to know each other that way, but um, playoffs are different. Playoffs just – with one of the teams is not going to be practicing on Monday. And I think that really brings a sense of something to the game. Um, you know, the trip to Alaska, we will learn from. We referenced playoffs at that time. Uh, but our team was in a little bit of a spiral down at that point. Mm -hmm. Even though we won the first night, we didn't play great. You know, so then losing the next three in Alaska, we actually started to play better by the end. Uh, you know, we got it back a little bit. But... Um, you know, timing is, is everything. So I, I don't uh, – I think in playoffs you're going to see more of a battle mentality than a comfortable, familiar mentality. Hmm. Yeah, so playoff hockey is always so unique, and I think each player kind of reacts differently and, and handles the, the pressure in their own way. So uh, what's the atmosphere in the, the locker room like right now? Well, I think we've been – you know, Rick Gotkins, the head coach at Mercier's, former RPI assistant, been there 30 – five years maybe at Mercier's. I worked with him, and he said, hey, don't lose the game on Monday. <laughs> don't lose the game on Monday. So Monday I thought we were fine. Tuesday we were a little better. Today we were a little better again. Um, the energy is good. The, the awareness is good. The eyes wide open is happening. Um, I expect we'll be better again tomorrow for practice, and you know we'll come out on Thursday and, and deal with what we have. Yeah, so you uh, mentioned the, the, leadership, the leadership group before. Um, so what are some of your expectations um, of them as we head into the playoffs here? Positive people, team first mentality, compete to be our best. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we, we played uh, great against Dartmouth. Steven uh, thinks it's the, the best game of the season. 
um but we uh you know um also got <laughs> to know 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 each other like I, I i said before but um do you, do you think that they're taking that game and are are we taking that game and and um because it was so recent and we're we're playing each other now do you think we're changing our game or playing the, the exact same that we played on saturday um do you think they're changing their game or well, I think they should change their game if if they want to win, probably. But um, what about us? Um, somewhere I want to give you a clever response because I don't think we've changed our game all year. But <laughs> I think, you know, we're talking about 20 personalities, 21 personalities with, with the, all the goalies dressed, um, trying to mesh those into one, um, one heartbeat, one pulse. We had it on Friday night. It still wasn't perfect. Dartmouth didn't have it on Friday night, but they've had it in other games. So the, the beauty of sport and competition and the challenge is, is exactly that is, you know, so, you know, why would we even play the series if we've won two already? Um, you know, so they're, they're lighting up, they're lighting a fire under them and we have to understand momentum and, and motivation. And that's where I think playoffs are a great equalizer. Both teams want to keep playing. Both teams want to win so bad. Um, but there's there's things that, you know, help lead to our success that winning teams do. And we do a lot of it. We block a lot of shots. We compete hard. We're willing to put pucks in areas. Um, if we do those things, we will win. And good teams do those things a lot. And Dartmouth is going to be trying to do the same thing. So um, that's the beauty of sport. I mean, we can dominate the game. And it was still 4-3 with, whatever, eight minutes left. Um so it, it was still close. So mm -hmm. the other one was two nothing down there, and we got a power play goal late to, to give it the second, the little cushion. So I expect it's going to be a battle. I expect both teams are you know coming out on fire. Uh, playoffs are like a very special thing, a completely different environment from the rest of the season. Like you said earlier, one of the teams isn't going to be playing on Monday. I mean that's huge. In order to perform and play your, you have to really play your game at the highest level. But that being said, if we look to professional sports, no matter what sport it might be, often in playoffs, it's not always the best team that wins, but rather the most consistent and calm one that can actually play their game and not think about that, oh, we might not be playing. Um, every team you you're going to play uh, going forward for the rest of this off season or season um, has made it to playoffs. Therefore, I believe that each one must be treated with the same respect because like you said, it's a great equalizer. All the teams made it there. And I don't think you can take for granted that, oh, maybe we might be a higher seed or a lower seed. We're all here, and they're all really good teams. Is this something that you would believe to be true and would support to tell your guys? Or is like what is your take on that yeah, statement? Our, our guys know that. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about it. You can look at the standings where I think it was maybe 2019, maybe 18, 19 or 18, where Princeton is the seven seed wins. Um, there's an upset in the first round every almost every year. There's an upset in the second round almost every year. Um, I think I was talking with, with Shane Seller about his experience at Dartmouth. Um, his first two years, I think they were the five seed, excuse me, the five seed, and they won the Friday night and lost the Saturday night to St. Lawrence. One year they had, St. Lawrence only had two wins all year, the other one three, and they lose the Saturday night, right? So we're, we're not machines and we absolutely respect everybody but as we talked about briefly it's like trying to get that one pulse that one consistent heartbeat that one calm energetic focus so that's the that's the challenge and you know we'll, we'll talk next week and if if we lose if we've have lost i can flat out say we didn't have it or we had it but not as much as dartmouth so we have to be prepared to compete uh, uh no matter what happens yeah, absolutely. And I think it's easy to get ahead of yourself uh, and, you know, look past Dartmouth because the goal is making it to Lake Placid, I'd say, and, you know, possibly even further. But I think it's also important to recognize the importance of this series. Uh, this is where 2016 comes into play, not 2019. But uh, it's the first home playoff series since 2016 due to the cancellations in 2020 and 2021. And and if you win, it will also be the first playoff series win since 2016 as well. Do you think ending that streak puts extra pressure on the team, or do you kind of revel in being the ones to end that streak this year? 
I think our guys were what ten years old. It feels like then. <laughs> I, you know, I, th some of those streaks are uh, are interesting to talk about, and there's a real they're real, and you wonder, you know, how they happened or why they happened. Um, then you throw in the, the pandemic cancellation year and the canceled the entire year canceled. Um, I, I don't think there's added pressure. I think our guys are. Are focused on the task at hand. There's no guarantees that we're going to win it, and that streak we can talk about it another year. But um, you know, I, I think we're, we're going in this game to win the weekend, not break a streak. Right. All right. And uh, last question here: What's the most important thing the team has to do to win this playoff series in advance to the quarterfinals? Oh, w the one single most important <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Well, let's let's test you. I've got my <laughs> answer. What do you think it is? Compete in effort all 60 minutes? Uh, I, I would just say let's play to our identity. Um, if we play to our identity, we know who we are, um, then we will compete and play for 60 minutes. And, you know, there's uh, there's lots of clever space in there that maybe we got to score more. But, you know, we're going to need to be good on special teams. We're going to need to be disciplined. We're going to need all those factors. But if we stick to who we are and what we do well, all of those things fall under that umbrella. Right, right. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week. Thanks for your time as always, Coach. And uh, want to give a quick shout out to students and fans. And we're happy to be able to be alongside the fans this weekend. So make sure you get your tickets. You can get them at the box office or you can buy them online. Um, and also, Red Army just announced today that we're doing a sign or poster contest for students. So for the Friday night playoff game, uh, make your best poster or sign, bring it to the game, post it on social media and tag Red Army, and the best one will win an Amazon gift card. Uh, let's bring some, some good energy and good spirit to the game and root on the team to get their, get their playoff series win.